The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. homeboy 88 of the video game connection podcast now with video on spotify just like joe rogan complete with a special intro game clips movie clips and music videos all in one show it's a jam-packed hour of a great audio and visual experience so check it out on spotify and press play one of the only video podcasts out today so Type in the Video Game Connection podcast on Spotify to experience the show. Thank you. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
International Rampage, featuring Butcher and the Blade versus John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. This is amazing. AEW Rampage tonight at ten on TNT. Team action coming your way on AEW Rampage. Claudio.
Antonio Castagnoli trying to tag in John Moxley with the Butcher and the Blade in control. Great pro wrestling action here tonight on TNT. AEW Rampage with the fastest growing hours of wrestling in existence. And the Butcher coming in with the assist. Great move for his partner. And yeah, Claudio going for the tag, but Moxley nowhere to be found. Yeah, that was a good strategy by Butcher and the Blade. They further, further advantage, Tony, uh, isolating themselves from uh, their adversary here. Two on one. Look at this, man. Wow, great double teaming. And the Butcher and the Blade with yeah, a chance here. Far leg hooked and uh, oh, there we go. There wow. we go. Good luck. Good luck, Claudio. If you notice how long that Moxley has been out of the action. Yeah, Butcher and Blade doing a tremendous job of isolating Claudio Castagnoli, but Claudio lands on his feet. He's he's reaching for the corner. Oh, that uppercut caught Butcher underneath that chin, and that one as well, the right arm lariat. Boy, everything that uh, Claudio does on that right side is deadly. Deadly. Those uppercuts are just a textbook. Any young wrestler that wants to add something to their arsenal that they can execute, check that out. And now John Moxley comes in with the cutter. The man who in four days' time will meet Hangman Adam Page on Tuesday night dynamite to defend the oh! EW World Championship. Moxley Soren has not to jump for himself. I mean, Moxley taking chances, throwing caution to the wind, and yeah. the hangman making mental notes. Yeah, there's the challenger looking on. God, that's going to be a great match. Tuesday night. Uh, incredible. I, I, can't, I really cannot wait for that match. One of the biggest dynamites of the year is Moxley digging the fingernails. Look at that. Discoloring the back. Now, that's, that's a back rake. Big time impact as Moxley brings the blade down in the pile driver. Moxley looks crisp, sharp, going for the cover lateral press. And you notice Moxley, he grasped the wrists of the blade in the event of a kick out, so he would be perfectly positioned to hammer down with the boot. Oh, oh, oh. Cross body from a mighty big tattooed hairy man. Yeah, but Moxley had no recourse. He just had to watch him come at him. He was all hooked into the blade. And the thing about the Butcher, he uses his size so effectively. And now, and he's dropped a lot of weight. He certainly has, That's and it's, great. it's only he's increased his speed. condition, yes. Now the Butcher and the Blade looking to drag the lake on John Moxley. This could do it. And Claudio, the Claudio with the assist. Here we go again. Come on, son. Come on, lads. There we go. Come on. Oh, what a great crowd here in Toronto. They, they impressed us on Wednesday, and they're doing it again here tonight. Butcher and the Blade, they fire first. Moxley and Cassignoli come back on a pair of lariats. You rely on what Dan brought you to the dance. That's power for these two dudes. Smash mouth in your face. Nothing fancy. Moxley and Claudio just hammering the butcher and the blade. This combo's kind of become a trademark of the combat yes. club. Oh, the Death Rider! Recall a bomb! One, two, three! Impressive. Winners of this match, the team of Claudio Castagnoli and the AEW World Champion, John Moxley! Moxley and Claudio finishing the match off in tandem, and Claudio scoring the win. Claudio, my friend, let me ask you a question. Does the Blackpool Combat Club care who we get in the ring with? No. 
Let me ask you another question. When the BCC gets knocked down, do we stay down? Hell no! And finally, what is gonna happen next week on Dynamite to the Cowboy if he don't wanna step up? Son, you're gonna get stepped on. Wow. Well, the message sent to the challenger, but you know Hangman Adam Page realizes he is walking into the most important match of his life next Tuesday night at Dynamite. I'm not going to keep you waiting too long. I'm going to tell you right now. Chris Jericho has always said that sports entertainers are superior. And to, to be honest, for a little bit, I didn't want to believe him. And I was being rebellious. And because you all told me I wanted to be a pro wrestler, just like my hero. A is dead, it's over. Don't say it no more. I will never be a pro wrestler. And although Brian Danielson is my hero, he taught me so much about heart, about guts, about fighting spirit. But when Chris Jericho hit me in the head with the Ring of Honor title, he taught me how to win.
And that's when I realized that sports entertainers beat pro wrestlers every single time. And guys, I got a little confession to make. My name is Daniel Garcia, and I am a sports entertainer. A lesson learned by Danny Garcia, a lesson taught to Brian Danielson. I am the greatest Ring of Jericho champion ever. And I'm gonna continue to beat every single Ring of Honor champion that has ever existed. The current Ring of Honor six-man champion and former Ring of Honor world champion, Dalton Castle. Man, he's quite the character, let me tell you. Hell of a wrestler. Can't judge a book by its cover sometimes, Tom. I like him, man. I like what he brings to the ring. Full of confidence. A mystique. Mystique? Christopher. This. Be Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris. And to see that championship around your waist, a stupid, naive, silly little goose. It makes me sick. We got a goose champ. I broke my back for that championship and I'm willing to break yours to give that title and all these viewers what they deserve. And that is a champion they can be proud of. I'm a power peacock, pumping peacock power into this building. The energy in this room is fueled by the electricity in my veins. Do you understand, Chris? These lights stay on because my heart beats. And if you grant me a title shot next week on Dynamite, oh, I will shock your face right off your body and be the new Ring of Honor World Champion. Peacock power, Giovanni. Yeah, baby. All right, Peacock. Next week, you want a championship match, you got it. But I'm gonna pull out your feathers one by one by one. The Ring of Jericho era is here. All honor the Ocho. Wow, Tuesday night, Dynamite just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Our Ring of Honor World Championship match for Tuesday night, Dynamite.
Hello everyone and welcome to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, well, Chris, Mr. AMBS himself. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. It's been a while, dude. Thanks, Jimmy. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm back. I am, uh, I'm happy to be back. That's, uh, that's Chris Ams. It's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. You know who the fuck I am. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back, bud, and uh, talking about wrestling. I, I wish it was a better fucking show, but uh, it should be entertaining anyway. Well, nevertheless, man, we're on channelattitude.com, so we got to talk about this shit whether we like it or not. But our other co-host... He's been on pretty much every week for the last God knows how many months. But Evil Dose himself, Jeff Lippman, welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. How's it hanging and what's cracking? And, and somehow we still have some listeners and viewers after after me hijacking this, Jeff. So uh, I'm excited to be here. Hello, channel attitude uh, people. And the H this week stands for hate because I was hate watching and I'm hate talking. Because this show <laughs> sucked. Oh man, I don't know how we do it every week watching fucking Rampage, but nevertheless, that's our job. But let's fucking get into it. We have Excalibur, Jim Ross, and Tony Skiavone on commentary as Dasha Gonzalez handling ring announcer duties. But our first matchup of the evening is Moxley, John Moxley, that is your AEW World Champion, and Claudio Costagnoli versus The Butcher and The Blade. And, uh, hey, man, for me, this was a typical fucking Moxley Castagnoli type of matchup. Uh, in the end, you know, the combat, the, what do you call it, the Blackpool Combat Club, they end up winning the match. I mean, Chris, what would you think, bro? Uh, I think Mox and Claudio don't have a whole lot of chemistry. Um, they just are very different characters in this world. I mean, you've got one guy who's like, he is the technical wrestler. Like, that's what he is. That's his character. And that's fine. It's a little boring. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I hate it because I like technical wrestling. I like good in-ring work. But uh, I don't know, man. It was, they don't seem to have a whole lot of chemistry. I don't understand why they're a team or why they like each other. Um, the Butcher and the Blade continue to be very talented people who are used as jobbers. I don't really understand why, but, um, you know, this was, this was sort of what you expected out of this, this kind of a tag team match. It was, there was not a lot of chemistry and there's not much of a story being told here. It's just, what do we do to keep the world champion busy? And also, why is your world champion opening your minor show? Well, according to TK... It's not the minor show. No, yes, it's it supposed is. to be. I don't give a fuck what TK says. It's supposed to be equivalent to Dynamite. Look, on paper, and before I get to you, Jeff, on paper, I think it's 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 okay, but there's no substance on Rampage. Does that make sense? Like all the big names are there. There's just nothing leading to anything really going on on Rampage. We did get a bit of that this week though, with Jericho and and shit like that. But we'll get to that. But Jeff, what do you think of the first matchup? 
Let's see. Let's start with commentary. It's been like a year and a half since the butcher lost a lot of weight and got himself into shape. And because the butcher is on TV so infrequently, frickin' JR forgets that he mentions every time how much weight he's lost. Um, oh, so there's that. There was also the exciting exchange where um, Regal thought that Moxley shouldn't be wasting his energy on this kind of a match when he has a title match Wednesday on Dynamite, which I think is a very good point. And JR couldn't disagree more that he's got to stay sharp. Really, with the rate of injuries that occur in AEW matches, in real or kayfabe, why would you do that? What, what, what's the benefit of the story? As to what Chris was saying, you're exactly right. They, these two guys have absolutely no chemistry together. Claudio makes Moxley more boring. He's more interesting by himself. He really is. Like his promo on Wednesday, the exchange with Adam Page was almost good, except for Adam Page ruined it with his pants, his petulance, and they kept rolling over it by showing MJF and just reminding you what a good promo would be. Uh, but Moxley was good. Um, and this is a little bit nitpicky, but I'm getting tired of the BCC simultaneous uh, end of match gimmicks where they hold the arms up and then they do the kicks and then they do like the, the, the same submission. Um, it, it's, it's just too choreographed. Like every match can't work out that way. But Moxley can do those kicks. Brian can do those kicks. Claudio apparently can't do those kicks. I mean, and Claudio generally looks pretty good at doing everything, but People have been giving Claudio a pass for a long time because I guess they think that he's better than he is. But he really only has about six moves, and the uppercut is five of them. Um, no, I'm kidding about that. But th those stomps, they look every bit as bad as as um, Candice LeRae's punches. So, no, I didn't like anything about this match, but there was one high point, and that high point was Allie and her outfit and her top and how she, when she got frustrated, the camera was in the right point, and when she went like this, her boobs came up and we saw some underboob <laughs> there, so she got my dollar of the week uh, this week for Rampage. So, Allie's underboob uh, was the highlight of this match and the commentary. Right, so, right, thank, right. Thank, she, you very, thank you very much, everyone. I'm a 14-year-old boy. She got you what? Once again, Jeff, what does she get again? My dollar. Uh... <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly. You... <laughs> you knew. You knew exactly. Well, wasn't she wearing like a Canadian outfit? Like, you know, with Canadian flags everywhere? Yeah, on her, on her boobs too. Yeah. I keep forgetting that she's actually fucking Canadian. Uh, we've got um, Facebook All users the said the new. Are. All yeah. the hot Sorry. Well, the uh, Facebook user says uh, in the chat, the new tag team Outlaw Mud Show Charisma Vacuum. Which one? Which team is <laughs> he talking about? <laughs> Could be either. <laughs> Could be either, exactly. Also, I assume it's the same person. How long till Excalibur says, hey, Regal, your hands are on my leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and stop then it, Regal you pulls off jar. his mask and Sean Ross app. Oh. <laughs> There's a swerve right there. That's that's swerving, but yeah, look, look, you guys were both saying, man, you are both correct. I don't think I even need to touch on anything other than what you guys have already said. Um, but yeah, as I said, the the Blackpool Combat Club get the win, big whoop, no substance. Who gives a shit? But afterwards, there was more accidental sorry. blood. We should point that out. Oh yes, of course. Yes, when is, when Moxley's in the match, there's always blood. But afterwards, Moxley cut a promo with Claudio. 
as the hype man for the AEW World Championship defense against Hangman Adam Page next week on the Tuesday edition of Dynamite, which is this week. Mox threatened that if Hangman doesn't step up, then the Cowboy would get stepped on as, uh, yeah, I mean, guys, do you think Hangman Adam Page, and I'll start with you, Chris, does Hangman have a realistic chance of beating Moxie coming up this Tuesday on Dynamite? Or no. there's no chance in hell he ain't getting beaten no. in Cincinnati? No. The next champion of AEW is MJF. I, I don't, I mean... Well, I can see him catching you can't get in, the stink. You can't get the stink off of Adam Page's title reign that quick. Like, I, he, he cut one decent promo last week, and it was good. I actually liked his promo uh, on Wednesday. It yeah, doesn't. No, that's not I actually enough. did too. I actually did too. No, you're right. He did have a great promo last week on Dynamite, and it was a lot more passionate. You know what I mean? For once, I just can't stand this. I'm a man now. Can well, you hear me, everybody? I'm 31 years old. I'm a man. I I am a man. And then and then you you're calling me a boy. And then you had Isaiah Cassidy be like, "Well, you don't take us seriously. You don't think we're real men." And and then there was another fucking thing on the show where it was, you don't think I'm a real man. Like, you know what TK's dad said to him every week. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know exactly what TK's dad, like, yelled at him over the phone or whatever. Because that's <laughs> written seven times in the fucking story. I guarantee you at some point, Papa Khan was like, you need to grow up. You're just a boy. <laughs> There's a lot of projection in AEW. Uh, there's a lot of avatars for for Tony. Everybody wants to be a man, Jeff. I uh, mean, well, not everyone. We'll get to that later on. But um, uh, oh, so this segment. Okay, remember in the beginning of AEW when they when they used to mock how WWE in the back screen se- segments the wrestlers don't look at the TV front ways; they look at it sideways, like the right, right. Adam Page was doing exactly that. Um, But in Adam Page's defense, what he was wearing didn't seem ridiculous and looked like something that a cowboy might wear, as opposed to all the self-sabotage he's been doing to himself. And I actually believe that he's been self-sabotaging himself by wearing those ridiculous butterfly and rose piping and tinsel stars. Like like you you go to like the the cowgirl section of Halloween Spirit, (laughs) And, and, and you get cowgirl jeans, and that, that's what he's finding. Um, do I think that Hangman Page has a chance? No. The question is, how do you protect him? Because he's very damaged goods, but you still have to protect him. So the easy way to protect him is for MJF's The Firm to finally do something to, 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 to do something about it. But if MJF is still having this conflict, which I'm not sure where they're going with that, Maybe he says, I didn't tell you to do that. Then he fires them. It's a third strike. And maybe there's sort of something interesting there or weird. But, I mean. Well, well, geez, Jeff. We got the pinnacle back out of the blue, back from the dead. We've got the firm being uh, nothing to MJF. And MJF is daddy now. I mean, what the fuck is going on? I, I, I can't keep up with this shit. I don't know. So everybody wants to be a man, but they're a kid. I, I, I don't get it, dude. The only thing I can say is just one segment at a time because AW is far too confusing to, to, to go out of order because, trust me, I have an entire show that's based on rabbit holes and yeah. sometimes you can't U-turn from them. Well, Facebook user says TK has daddy issues. You think? 
You would think the one thing his goddamn father would have instilled into him is that when you have a business, it should be for profit. <laughs> it should, but... Uh, the one lesson no. he didn't learn. <laughs> wow, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable, this company. Well, anyway, we also move on to another backstage segment as we get Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, who are focused on regaining the tag team gold. Swerve yucked up his win over Billy Gunn and Mark Sterling stealing the scissor gimmick. Lee was more serious. He viewed Swerve's actions as a reflection on himself. Lee did not approve of cheating. He cautioned that Swerve is swerving in the wrong fucking lane. Jeff, was he swerving in the wrong lane or does Big E, I mean Big E, uh, what's his name? Fucking Keith Lee. Lee. Big Lee, that is exactly. (laughs) Whatever the fuck he is. Does he need a fucking, uh, like mature up a little bit because i feel like this guy is way too mature he needs to chill out i don't know which you asked me two opposite questions there but i mean for both of them i don't think that he needs to mature or get (laughs) you know less mature uh i i just think this is a little bit silly by now they're still in conflict and he's chastising him for cheating to win we don't need to do that you're too good to do that Shut up! You just, you just lost the world tag team titles, and you're you're the way you frame this was incorrect because you're saying they're focused on regaining the tag team titles. They seem to be focused on everything except regaining the the world tag team titles. But I don't have much to say about this. I mean, Swerve says it's you know it's whose house, and fourteen people in the crowd yell Swerve's house, <laughs> and barely hear it, and he pretends that twenty thousand people chanted it at like nine hundred decibels, if that's a big decibel number, I'm not really sure, and. Uh, and then Keith Lee, you know, you know, gives him the, I'll call it the very professorial riot act, which is not much of a riot, sort of like the riot squad act. Um, (laughs) yeah, you know, this, this is, this is, you know, they're slow walking this story, but this is where they've always wanted to go. So fine, get there already. I, I, you know, I I don't really care. I I don't care about this. (laughs) Facebook well, hit, says, I, I would say Hit Row needs Swerve more than Swerve needs Hit Row there. F you. They need but, each other, uh, Jeff, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Swerve could be just fine without Hit Row. Hit Row is dead without oh, Hit And you know what? Ever since you said that... Uh, we do Smack Talk next, so we'll, we'll get to that. Right, but... Well, all right, whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. But yeah, the point is, I think they all need each other at this point. But uh, I don't even know where this shit is going. Are we going to get a bust up between Strickland and Lee, Chris? I mean, I think eventually that's where they're heading. But I, I, I've been, I've been trying to hold off my judgment on what I think about Keith Lee, and I just don't think I can anymore. He is dead set fucking boring. I, I I'm <laughs> no, sorry, Chris. No, he's not entertaining. He's not, he's not interesting. Like. I kind of get what he's going for. He's going for kind of a stoicism type character. And listen, I love stoicism as much as any other college freshman. Um, it's great. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. I, I, if, you, if you're on my Facebook, you've probably seen me share a whole bunch of links to stoic poetry over the last couple of weeks. I love that shit. It's great. But his version of stoicism is just no emotion. It's fucking boring. This guy's got to get some heat. He's got to get some energy. He's got to get something that makes you want to see him. I mean, you talk about a charisma vacuum. I don't want to watch this guy do anything. 
Can I ask an honest question of you guys? Because I don't know the answer. I don't watch Dark. I don't watch Elevation. When is the last time that Keith Lee actually wrestled? Was it the title loss? I don't fucking know. I think Probably. So. It, I mean, do you think maybe he's not healthy enough to wrestle more than like once every four to six weeks? Nah, that's conspiracy theories now, Jeff. I would say no, Jeff, but only because I could ask the same question of Pac. He's there, and then he's not for three weeks, and then he's back for two. That could be visa issues, though. And then he's back for three. And no, this is this is the way that AEW books people. I've said from the beginning of this, like from the beginning of our shows together, Jimmy. The way that you build a star is consistency. I need to see him every week. I need to know what journey he's on and what step he's taking to get to his to his destination. That's that's. Basic storytelling 101. You take any kind of literature class in college, that's what they'll tell you you need to do. You need to have constant progression, step by step. There needs to be things that your that your character is struggling against and struggling for and et cetera, et cetera, so that we can care about them. AEW, there's people who just completely disappear for weeks at a time, and then they come back and we're supposed to give a shit again. I don't. Yeah. No, you're right, Chris. Go, Jeff. You want to say I actually wasn't looking for attention. I wanted to see where my finger was going with the camera because it goes backwards and it confuses me. But A, how dare you accuse me of conspiracy thinking? And 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 B Excuse we me. do know we do know with Pac because Pac spends seven to nine months a year in London and we know that he's wrestling there because we see the forty five second clips where he was defending the all Atlantic title all over the oh, UK it, around crowds of anywhere from fourteen to thirty eight people, which was very exciting. Sometimes with wrestlers whose names you might have heard. Um and and when they drop the trios titles next, we may not see him for three months. But you're right. I mean, what trios like belts? Mir- there's Have people you like noticed? Miro and, and, and plenty of people that we don't Where the fuck is Miro? Miro? I forgot about Miro. I legitimately forgot about Miro. Uh, like, I totally forgot about him. Like, that he even existed. I mean, but you know Lance what? Archer it doesn't matter. Twice. Scorpio Sky, we haven't heard of in a while. We just got your, your best friend Sean Spears back after five months of, of no he's, explanations. But uh, He's the perfect 10 once again, too. I know. Do you, do you think we'll get Brian Pillman Jr. in Cincinnati? I mean, the, you know, they, they dust him <laughs> off for his hometown. In Cincy. Maybe. I mean, might as well. But you know what? It's like everybody in AEW has a belt, right? I mean, sooner or did later. Did you notice? No, no, no. But did you notice that they actually showed off the Ring of Honor trios belts with Dalton Castle and the boys? I did. Of course I did. And I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to have the Ring of Honor trios belts. I don't even know where the AEW trios belts have gone, but all I know is this. Everybody in the audience, now listen to me carefully, is being given a special package, and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it. Cameras are on you, so do not open until I tell you. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. Everybody gets a belt. And you get a belt. And you get a belt. And you get a belt. Everybody gets a belt. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Uh, This fucking company is exposed as just being literally an entire locker room full of absolute fucking marks for themselves. 
Oh my god, I get a belt. Look at my belt. I have a belt. Awesome. Do, you, do you imagine that they have, like, where instead of a coat check room, they have a belt check room where, like, someone's with a tag? It's like, oh, do you want to put both of your Japanese belts no one's ever heard of on the same rack, or do you want two? I'm a bad tipper, so put it on one. Everyone's trying to get multiple fucking belts, too, man. I know Sheena had two belts. Nobody's heard of me the, the, these times. Here's your. Here's your never heard of it championship. There you go. <laughs> and then Japan, they could actually have champion. a title called the never heard of it title. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be over. I guarantee it. But yeah, no, I don't know what to think anymore with this company. But um, Facebook user says if Khan gives fans cars, I'll be an AW okay. fan for life. Oh, you'll yeah, just well. get a belt. You'll get a belt, exactly. There literally may be a pay per view at some point where he goes. Now, everybody, I want you to look under your, under your, under your seats. You, you, you're all, you've, you're all AEW champions now. And then (laughs) interim or or full time. I don't know, but the way that this fucking company defends belts, by the way, you can steal a belt and it gets defended. You can have a belt that's not officially recognized and it gets defended. I mean. So literally at this point, I think if you bring a belt to an AEW show, I get to punch you in the face and cover you. Like I, I don't. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> well, from another segment to another segment to another segment, we get Dark Order uh, in the back as uh, they they had a heartbreaking loss last week in the trio's loss to honor Mister Brody Lee. Uh, Jose, the assistant, interrupting, trying to convince Ten to join the AFO. Ten wants to be left alone, so he challenged Rush. And if Ten wins, then AFO will leave him in peace. And then Dark Order puts hands together for a hooray. Then one more hand joined in. The camera panned back to reveal Stu Grayson, guys. He wasn't going to miss a Dark Order in Canada. Yeah. So is he back, Jeff? Is this official? Is he back, or is it just a one-off? I'm guessing that it's just a one-off. He was hired as appearance talent, so the, and that that's sort of the end. We won't see him again until they're in Canada again. Um, didn't we just see a variation of this angle seven days ago, where you said, "Yeah, uh, if I win, I get your contracts. If you win, you leave AEW." I mean, didn't didn't we didn't we just see that? And then you know, and, and weren't we supposed to see that once before with? Uh, Andrade. Now it's the Rouge family office. It, it might be because uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that Andrade and it's possible that Sammy are both on double seeker probations or suspensions. Uh well. And what's what, Jose what, doing so, with his hair? He's he's like trying to make his hair like Disco Inferno. It's like a straight back pompadour now. I don't fucking know. I don't even care. But uh, yeah, like I didn't even care for this freaking segment myself. I didn't care about the AFL. I mean, AFO, RFO, fucking. Why would you? Why would you care? Who gives FO? I know exactly. That's the question, Jeff. Why? Why would anyone give a shit about about this? This this has no impact on anything. Nobody has given me a reason reason for me to give a shit about 10 or the Dark Order or RFO, which is now RFO, but was AFO, but isn't AFO anymore. But we're not addressing it. We're just going to suddenly change the name of it on the TV. Like, I, I, I don't even know if that's official, Chris. Consistency, for fuck's sakes. Just a tiny fucking bit. Right. And, and we're supposed to be the smart fans that watch AEW. 
So we know that they're all under AEW contracts. I mean, it was one thing where you have a, like an MJF character who has a bodyguard. He hires Warlow. Okay, we we can buy that. You can every now and then you buy mercenaries or you give other AEW talent extra money to do your bidding for you, like the APA did, like they did with the Butcher and the Blade in the beginning. But this is just stupid with with the firm as its own thing, uh, Hardy's his own thing. Andrade's his own thing. They, they've all got their own contracts. Dan Lambert has his own group offering contracts. The the, the trust busters, the, the Ari Davari, when he's around, is, is is trying to recruit people, or you know, or or not. Uh, and you know, by the way, we haven't seen Parker Boudreaux in a while, and and Cole Carter sort of disappeared. I'm not complaining. Where's Big Cass? Two times. Oh, he's been around. Cass has been around. Uh, not no, but he's not consistently. He he's right. And it, when the factory's not around, again, I'm not complaining. I don't miss him. But like all of a sudden, a go go was back, and then all of a sudden he's gone again. Yeah, he's go 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 gone again. Right. Going to so, a um, go go. <laughs> going to a go go. Who gives a fucking go go anyway? And we can go on and on about this shit back and forth and go round and round in circles and we'll still come up with the same fucking conclusion but get this guys yeah we went from three segments into another segment because nice. it is yeah it is the jericho appreciation society celebration oh, as chris jericho daniel garcia daddy magic cool hand and anna j-a-s being together people, forever though. It's true, but uh, I'll keep going. As being together forever, Garcia explains, screwing over Brian Danielson, he learned heart, he learned guts, and he learned fighting spirit from his hero, but he also learned how to win from his mentor. Garcia came to that conclusion after Jericho hit him with a total bout to win their tag match last week. That's when he realized that sports entertainers beat professional wrestlers every fucking single time. Right, Jeff? Yeah, except he said this several months ago many times. I mean, this this yes, I mean this did. whole storyline's been <laughs> stupid the whole time and it should stop. I mean, let's let's ignore the fact that, that they did this like less than a year ago with Sammy Guevara and Jericho's other group. And then they did it with Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker like six weeks ago. And some people still think that they did it with Luchasaurus and Jungle Jack and Christian, which I don't think they did, but most people still think that there was a heel turn, face turn, then heel turn again. I, I, But whatever it is, this whole thing where sports entertainers win every time, that's what he's been saying for months. So what's new about this? I, and I, I don't... And where do we go with this? Nowhere. We right, went back I mean, to square one. I mean, the story that we were expecting is that Garcia goes to the BCC and then you'd have the BCC, I guess, you know, I guess they'd fight the Jericho Appreciation Society, but then I guess somebody realized that's what they've been doing for the last seven months. And then there's some titles to defend in there somewhere along the way. And Moxley really can't be bogged down in this nonsense. So I don't know where you go with this. I honest to God have no idea. I mean, is this going to, I mean, at, at the first, I thought there was going to be a, a Lee Moriarty challenging Daniel Garcia feud for the Ring of Honor Pure title, which I don't care about either. But, uh, you know, if it's going back to Daniel Garcia versus Wheel of Yuta, I mean, that, that that's a rerun. Um, I've, I, I don't know. All I know is that I don't need Jericho Appreciation Societies on every show 
multiple times. They're not that interesting. I mean, it, it's like damage control. I mean, I know that the crowd loves to sing Judas, but it's the same people who were there Wednesday night. It, it's it's just an overrun. They don't need to sing Judas twice. Fucking Judas in my mind. I can't believe they were singing that shit, man. But they were it singing is what it, it is. over a different song on Wednesday. That was great. <laughs> I don't care. I love the fucking crowd in Toronto. That was a that was a great crowd for professional wrestling. Like the show was not great, but that crowd was fantastic. It was fun. Yeah, of course they're always fun. And uh, shout outs to Big Ray, who says just a quick, very bladed happy birthday to my boy Jimmy. Love you, bud. Hashtag have a gay day. But by the I way, will. Me, I will me have a gay day. and we bought you a large penis because the answer to all your oh. questions is always penis. Oh. oh, no, you didn't? Really? Yeah, we did. Oh, shucks. I needed yeah. a bigger one. Just but, what you uh, needed. <laughs> thank you, Ray. I know, man. Can we not get Can we not get back into that? I, I literally... Okay, we had we did that penis. show, and then I left for like a month and a half. So just keep that in mind, guys. Trademark pending in three Let's continents. In three countries. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Big Ray. Look what he's saying. He goes, I hope Jimmy gets the penis enlargement pills he wanted. Love, Big Ray. I did. And thank you. By the way, thank you. Fuck. And, and, and he said penis. Thank you, yes, H.R. Black. Oh. Ooh, I wouldn't take that, Ray. But anyway, thank you, bro. Love you no, too, me man. Me and Ray sent you a penis. H.R. Black sent you the pills. <laughs> what, are you, what are you implying? <laughs> Well, look at Ray's implying. He's implying eggplant. Our our (laughs) loyal viewers are telling you right there in pictures. Picture gives tells a thousand words. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. (laughs) I can jump on that shit, Ray. Trust me. Uh, Trust me. I can jump like a pogo stick, man. I could be bouncing on it. Anyway, enough of penises. Let's fucking move on. I don't know how we got to dicks, but uh, speaking of dicks, Jericho is still talking. And he's talking about beating up every Ring of Honor champion, <coughs> excuse me, that has ever existed. Enter Dalton Castle, guys, and the boys, as Castle's a former penises. world champ. Well, this is a whole bunch of penises coming out right here now, Jeff. Chris is just going to walk off the set. <laughs> anyway, <Damn>. Castle, <laughs> he's gone. Castle's a former world champ, and it makes me sick to see the title around Jericho's waist. Castle was pumping peacock power. Yes, Say I said. Peacock power. Okay. Peacock power. I can't I do it. I my back for this company, and I'll be glad to do it again to take the Ring of Honor title off of you. I'm sure he did break his back, even though. Uh, you know what? Do- we, well, yeah, we already have a literally. broke back cowboy in this company. We don't. No, but he actually more. literally did break his back. That's legit. And he's not gay, Chris, if that's what you're thinking. Believe it or I, not, he's married with I, a wife. I'm not talking about the person. I'm talking about the character that I'm seeing <laughs> on television. What about Z Boys? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty gay. I, like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's pretty gay. Yeah, I mean, and it's supposed <laughs> to be. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's supposed yeah, to be. This it's supposed to thing. be a bunch of poofs. He's, I mean, it's it's not it's not subtle. It's never been supposed to be anything else. <laughs> it just comes from an That's era true. where that was okay to do, and you know. <laughs> yeah, and and also he says penis 
AW Rampage. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Anyway, let's move on because can I just say? Can I just say too? People from ROH need to stop calling themselves for former world champions. No, you're not. Well, Jericho's Ocho time. Well, well the thing is, it's like you're the former of world champion. You're the former champion of you're the former champion of like two states out of the union. Stop pretending like anyone else gives a shit. People from people from Baltimore, Maryland, maybe care. Nobody else gives a shit if you've been champion in ROH. It's like stop saying you're a former world champion, please. They have like ten of them on the roster. I mean, this is they got Jim Allegedly, Jonathan Gresham is somewhere there. Kyle O'Reilly, when his neck gets fused, Adam Cole, if his if his concussions ever go away. I mean, there, Daniel Bryan, of course, CM Punk, supposedly, Kenny Omega. Uh, who, who else was in that company that held the Ring of Honor title? Samoa Joe? I mean, pretty much every Ring of Honor champion, former champion is there. Matt Taven? Kyle O'Reilly? Where, where the Carl fuck O'Reilly? is Jay Briscoe? You've got all these former world champions. The one I want to see on the fucking Chris, television, you don't. They signed to Ring of Honor, right? not so AEW. So they have Jay Briscoe too. Matt Taven showed up at the end of this show or last show. I yes, the which. kingdom. The kingdom's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on this show. I mean, they pretty much have all of the Ring of Honor champions that have ever. I mean, all we need is for Davy Richards to to make an appearance, and you know he will. It's true. Ring of Honor is Baltimore, New York, uh, New York City, and Toronto, and Philly, and Philly. And Philly yeah. Oh well, there you go, and Philly. And there. <laughs> That is Ring of Honor, and that's four cities. Congratulations! You're the you're the, hey, you're the full, world champion of four fucking cities. Well, well sometimes they go to Sam's Club in in Las Vegas, also. You might as well call yourself the North. You might as well call the Northeastern Atlantic champion of the world. It's fucking ridiculous. Stop that. Well, we already have an, an all Atlantic champion. I know. You know what's worrying no. though? An all Atlantic Pacific Indian Ocean champion, whatever the fuck. Like, legitly, though, and I'm being serious, TK has got to watch out that he doesn't alienate his own fan base. Because right now, all I see is Ring of Honor. He's taking over AEW. Like, literally. That's what it feels like to me. I mean, they're fucking promoting Ring of Honor much more in many ways than anything AEW, other than maybe the AEW World Championship. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's all the Ring of Honor shit that's getting... The, the acknowledgement, if you know what I mean. So, Christopher the Daniels, there's another. Oh, there you go. There is another one. There's probably more. There's more. Uh, you're probably uh, right. I mean, I, I can't imagine how it could be wrong, but you're, you're right. I mean, but it's not like it's taking over. It's just because he wants to have belts on every show. He wants the title matches on every show because he thinks he's fooling people, but he's not. That's <laughs> 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 heritage title. <laughs> Oh shit! You know what? I know the perfect cowboy to defend that belt. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh fuck! Oh shit! That was that was a nice one, nice fucking zinger there, uh, Jeff. Um. Anyway, to end that fucking promo that I was talking about with Jericho next week on Dynamite, Le Champion accepted all honor the Ocho. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, anyway, you get a title shot. Remember when AW said we're not going to just have people get title shots because they demand them? There's going to be rankings and they're going to earn their way to title shots? Yeah. Well, Exhibit A was Dalton true. Castle asking for a match. Okay, you'll get one. 
Just tonight. Well, it's not going to be the last time we hear that tonight. I assume Big Ray said in the chat, TK can't pitch Ring of Honor to executives in boardrooms, so he, he has to show its value, hence why Jericho is the champion right now, in my opinion. that's I agree with that anyway. That's it's, it's just shopping in, they're shopping it around, man, hoping to get some sort of team. Well, they are. It's been widely reported. I mean, Deal. you and I have been saying it for a while, and probably everyone we know, but um, it's been widely reported that he was shopping Ring of Honor and an AW All Elite Women's Wrestling show as two standalone shows to Discovery, but they're not interested. They, they, they feel like there's already more hours of wrestling than the audience needs to consume, and I mean, Battle of the Belts is proof of that. Rampage is proof of that. Impact is proof of that. Wow is proof of that, which has gone down every week, though they still do like three times Impact. Uh, New Japan on uh, on Access, not even being reported. Their numbers are so low. So yeah, there's there's too much wrestling out there, and Discovery is exactly right. Um, Big Ray says, "Remember when AEW said everyone would have benefits and equal pay?" Yeah. yeah. I remember when sure. they were all going to be employees with health insurance. I, yes, of course. Uh, apparently, that was the professor commenting before where he said TK can't pitch Ring of Honor executives in the ballroom, so he has to show its value. And then Big Ray says... What value? Uh, <laughs> what are you and... fucking talking about? These guys are not people who sell fucking tickets. These are not people who sell t-shirts. These are not people who do any of this... Uh, of they any sell of the belts, of damn anything. it. These people are not fucking draws, and they're not draws because this whole fucking company seems confused and unfocused. You're tr you're saying like they need to show their value, yeah, sure, but figure out how to actually fucking do that because right now there's nothing valuable about any of these fucking people from Ring of Honor. This is all just stupid. Yeah, well, you're actually showing that the value is that it's it's actually hurting AEW. I mean, AEW has spent a lot of time like hurting the other promotions by trying to help them. And I think they legitimately were trying to work with Impact and New Japan, but it hasn't helped anyone. And they're hurting themselves with this Ring of Honor stuff and they're not in you know they're not getting good pay-per-view buys either. And even if they were, pay-per-view doesn't help your network. Unless you're splitting pay-per-view uh payments with the with the carrier and the network. Well now you're doing it in thirds? You're not making money that way. 100%. True. 100%. And, I mean, if you're not bringing eyeballs to the TV show, who gives a shit? I, I don't understand why. Like, well, no, okay, that's not true. I do understand why I said this. Like, I said this on the skirmish this week, Jimmy. This company is not being run with the focus of making money. It is not being run with the focus of having good stories. It is not being run with the focus of um, creativity. <laughs> it is literally only a spoiled rich billionaire kid playing with his toys it's why he will not get another booker it's why he literally thinks he's going to book dynamite rampage dark roh fucking impact if it ever comes up for sale he literally wants to book it all himself not because he thinks he can make money not because he be, not because he thinks he can be good creatively it is simply a man child playing with the toys he bought it's annoying trying to watch this fucking show sometimes because you're just left going 
Why are all these fucking things being left on the table? Why is all this money and all this potential being left there and not being capitalized? You're going to seriously tell me that having a, a six a six week or two month long you know program where Serena Deeb is on TV constantly having a match and then doing an angle and doing something like that wouldn't get people interested in her character because you're fucking right it would it would get wrestling fans interested in what was going on because she's an excellent fucking wrestler <clears throat> like all they do in this sh all, all they've done so far with AEW is just here's the shiny new toy look at the shiny new toy shiny to new toy's gone now I have another new toy now I have another new toy now I have another new toy it's fucking ridiculous I hate it and I've lost track of who you're talking about because you could have said that's Athena, but you could also say that that's Brody King and, and and 14 other people who are shining new toys that we've already forgotten about. Morrissey, you, you named, I mean. It, Take, you can crazy. talk about the video game even. Well, yeah, that, I'm sure that might not even in. come out. I'm sure that'll come. I'm sure it's right around the corner. Yeah, I'm sure it'll corner, be on, right? on your shelves by Christmas time. Yeah. It's already won awards in Germany, folks. Just, it's just quietly, it's yeah. won awards in Germany. In Germany, then, is the Germans then, again? And and what they were competing <laughs> against was, uh, you know, sixteen ninety two uh, football simulator, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, it, like that's what is that? It's Darinkampf, Chris. The ring is sacred. Yeah. yeah, and and remember, Ring of Honor has a women's champion, Mercedes Martinez, who we haven't oh, seen in the past yes. several months because she's injured. You're right. I totally forgot all about it, man. As a matter of fact. <coughs> oh, but you know what? This this is going to tie into this. This is not taking extra time because it's just going to take off the end. But I hear the 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 goobers saying the same thing that they've always said. They said Matt Hardy will work with the younger talent. The Big Show will work with the younger talent. Christian will work with Big the younger Big talent. Show. Regal is going to book the show and be an authority figure. Aside from the fact that, A, that's not their jobs. B, Regal never was booking anything. He, he was a character and he never was a GM. It's a character. But now they're saying the same thing. Maria Canellas can book the women's division. It'll be great. First of all, Maria Canellas no. won't book because, as Chris pointed out, Tony's the only booker. B, the only thing Maria Canellas ever booked was the Women of Honor tournament. And about the two weeks afterwards, or two shows afterwards, the Ring of Honor existed before it ceased operations. So you tell me, where is this body of work where Maria Canellas has proven herself to be an excellent storyteller and booker of women's wrestling? All she literally had to do was decide who was going to win out of 12 women and most of which were appearance talent. Yeah. No, spot on, man. Spot on. Uh, speaking of women, we've got the next matchup between Anna JAS versus, uh, well, not women, um, Mr. Well, Peepee himself, Nyla Rose. Not everyone yeah. wants to be a man. Not everybody wants to be a man, but... Play uh, the song, Jimmy. <laughs> Play the fucking song, Jimmy. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, you know what? I think it does deserve it you because... You gotta play the fucking song, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, fuck. What have I been saying all along? How everybody wants to be a... Man. Oh, there goes the steam. He's a man. <laughs> he's a man. He's a, I don't I know about a real man's man, but he's a fucking man. <laughs> I just like to see you crack up at your own joke. 
hey, it's not my joke. It's uh, it's uh, it's Regal's joke, and it's AEW's fucking favorite joke because all they talk about is he a man? Is he a kid? Is he a shim? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you got your fucking doodle, you're a man. <laughs> Just saying. Luckily no for offense. you, you're getting a bigger doodle. And you know what a doodle uh-huh. is another word for? Penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy has got a penis. All right. Okay. Move it along. I'll break <laughs> him. I'll break him. This match, this, this whole storyline like and match is bad enough without this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. He's a real man's man, and Nyla Rose gets the fucking win. Big fucking whoop. Who Boy, gives a shit? But but afterwards, Jade Cargill and the baddies arrive on stage to take back the TBS title as security blocked the baddies, so Cargill pummeled those peons, and Nyla and the crew ran away with the gold during Jade's rage. Okay, so I, I just I, I need to stop. We need to have a conversation about this. So please, this company is so poorly run, even in kayfabe, that like even within the storyline, security is stopping the rightful owner of a championship that is officially recognized by this company from getting yes. her property back, which. Uh, this company should probably want her to have her belt back, right? Like, in kayfabe, that should be the story. But no, they stop her from getting her belt back in spite of the fact that someone else stole it. So, I, I mean... Yeah. May, maybe it's all part of the story. Maybe maybe how stupid and ridiculous all this is is really just part of the story of AEW. And, Long-term and really, storytelling. Is a, yeah, maybe TK is just a genius, and he's just like, genius. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have all these little guys go over so that it looks like I'm an idiot, <laughs> and then maybe eventually people will understand that I'm actually brilliant because it was all a story to begin with. I'm kidding, of course, but fuck me, dude. Like, why would you, why would you do this in storyline? In storyline, why the fuck is security stopping the rightful champion from getting her championship back? Those are all why was security? kidnapping fucking Wardlow and holding him in some sort of uh, like cell when they're not cops. Even then, you could say, okay, it's part of his contract. He has to do what MJF says, et cetera, et cetera. Security is just just enforcing contracts. I get that. There's no fucking logical explanation for what happened on on this show. None. Yeah, I have a few bits that that uh, you know I just want to mention. I don't know if they've required discussion or not, but like it wasn't that long ago that Anna J was being presented as a threat to titles. J A S. That's right. And Nyla Rose squashed Anna J, uh, even though Anna J had two competitive matches with Jade Cargill and probably more competitive matches with Anna J. That that's number one, and that's the minor thing. Number two is. If you are baddies, why do you stop in security when your boss doesn't? I mean, at least try to do something. That's not baddies. That's that's like, you know, sort that's of bad like, at like, your job. That's like fake baddies. That's like sort of goodies. Yeah. I don't know. It's like and saddies. It's like, yeah, it's like, saddies, it's like saddies. Yeah. And then another thing, if you had long-term storytelling, wouldn't it have made sense that Jade might re-engage her original spokesperson who plays a lawyer on that very product who's always suing to acquire things like trademarks? Why would he not sue to reacquire the belt? That at least could be a wrestling storyline that makes a little bit of sense. But no, 
yeah. So even the security is is backwards in this, and I don't know. It was, Chris covered all the all the rest perfectly. Can we well. call Nyla and uh, Vicky Guerrero the fatties? Sure. Why not? Is that is that possible? I mean, Why since we got not? the baddies, the goodies, the saddies. Yeah. Well, there you go. At least um, Marina Shafir wasn't wearing a sun hat this time. Oh, don't. Anyway, I, I assume this is the prof, but Nala is the greatest pronoun wrestler. I mean, yeah. Pronouns he also says Nyla has a TK sex tape blackmail evidence to get oh. free security. I refuse to believe that man's ever had sex. <laughs> fair point. That's I refuse point. to believe that man has never had sex that he hasn't paid for. I, I definitely, you know, I'm, on, I'm on board with he, you for that. I mean... He might be one of those guys that I mean, what do they call those dudes that just don't like they don't well, want to fuck anything? No, no, no. This no, is you're thinking word. About, no, you're That's thinking it. about something else. Incel. An incel is not uh incel is someone who is involuntarily celibate, which means that they would like to have sex, but no one wants to have sex with them. I believe that he has VR, okay. like virtual reality sex, and that's it. <laughs> VR sex. What, that Japanese style, you, you think? Yeah, VR sex with Kenny arigato, Omega. Arigato, that's, arigato. Arigato. That's, that's all he's ever done. I don't want to think about it oh, anymore. Don't. Yeah, enough, enough. <laughs> enough of penis. Might as well call this episode penis with fucking uh, Jimmy T, Jeff Lippman, and Dams. No, I um, refuse to be a part of it if we're calling it that. Well, speaking of penis... <laughs> We got Ari Davari wanted to buy the FTW title. Forget this, guys. Didn't come say hello to the Attitude family. Yeah, I'm sure. He also said in the envelope that Hook that Hook ripped up since that offer hello, was declined. Of Hola. Hey. How are you? Good. Hello, Good. hello, Viv. Hello, Chris and Jimmy. <laughs> How are hello, you? We're live. Ah, hello. Hello, Channel Attitude. Hello, hello. Hamin. Go yala. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Thousands. Oh, <holla>. Millions. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's a big. Oh, well, maybe okay. this one they have to pay to see us. We're the biggest show in Iran. Iran. <laughs> in Iran, the biggest Iran show in Iran. How are you, Viv? <laughs> how 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 are you, Viv? Ah, I am doing well. Just say you're coming for the buy the shopping food. Food shopping. Just food shopping. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh you're yeah. going like exercise. Oh, God, perfect. That's, okay. is Enjoy, this, guys. Is well, I'm sitting my ass in a wrestling podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. And that was uh, La Sicaria, folks. Sure was. Fellas, dreams yeah, you're come dead. true. You're, you're, you're dead now. Uh, see, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was looking at my notes. So I didn't see what you were doing, Jeff. But why do you always bring her in at the most awkward times? Because she's hot as well. We're talking about... <laughs> we're talking about penis dude that's a good enough answer i'm <laughs> i'm sorry jimmy that is a good enough answer like i like no, sometimes people the most give you an answer time. you might not like it that's and, a good and, enough answer yeah and what's the cure uh, to talking about too much penis other than having a hot woman that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy what a show what a show anyway as i was saying i was the very one to buy the ftw title my song uh, he's a man <laughs> uh, jeff he's a real man's man that's right. Like I was saying, he had 50k in an envelope. Hook declined it and ripped it up. The viral will take the title by beating Hook next week on Rampage. Like, why? I'd have given it to him. Because he grand. ripped up an envelope. Have yeah. fucking belt. Who gives a shit? It's, doesn't even, it's not even part of the friggin' 
company, right? It's just nothing belt, but it gets defended on Battle of the Belts. And yet another title match just demanded and will be gotten. That's it. That's it. You want a belt, you get a belt. You just got to ask for it. Yeah. And a failed recruitment story. That's two for the show so far. Again. You know what, guys? I will say this. For a one-hour show, they have fit a lot of pointless shit in. They have like fit a really lot of shit it. into an hour. Like, that's why and I that's love the, and But that's the problem with the show. It's just so unorganized. And it's not... That's why... Yeah, whatever. Uh, unorganized it's it's a mess. It, never, it was just never a thing. That's why it's so much... For, well, was it ever a thing, really? I, I watch Rampage... Like it's Mystery Science 3000. <laughs> God, Mystery Science 3000. <coughs> anyway, let's move on. This is getting more ridiculous because we go from ridiculous to just stupidity because we get Ethan Page versus Isaiah Cassidy for Matt Hardy's fucking contract. And Recruitment story number three. Yes. In 60 more bullshit. Why, TK? Why? What is it to and, say? Anyway. And for control of the wrestler, wins. story two in 60 minutes. Oh, Hence, man. 10 if, we're, if you're losing track. And yes, the recruitment and the four contract stories are overlapping. Well, as I was saying, if Paige wins, then Matt Hardy's contract belongs to the firm. Page? And if Cassidy wins. Cleared? Or how? Or <laughs> Cowboy Page. Oh, Ethan Page. Yes, Ethan Diamond Page. Dallas. Diamond Dallas. I know there's a, I know there's one too many pages in fucking AEW, but yes, it's Ethan Page. Anyway, the, the if Cassidy run the firm, because all of a sudden him and Stokely run the firm together as equals, because that was never said ever. Yeah, and MJF is daddy now, so who the fuck knows? Anyway, if Cassidy wins, then Private Party are free, um, and Stokely Hathaway, Mark Quinn, and Matt Hardy were ringside. Who gives a shit? But basically, we get an ego's edge, which is a razor's edge, and uh, Ethan Page ends up winning. So yeah, I guess this fucking AFO, BFO, fucking whatever FO, is still a thing, guys. We're going to keep going with this shit, bro. And isn't the Butcher and the Blade part of the AFO or RFO or whatever it is, yet nobody from AFO was around their match to help them, like, 30 minutes earlier but so afo gets bigger um and the only thing i like about this match is that it was a squash and isaiah castley is a joke and doesn't belong in wrestling so ethan page squashing him is just fine by me i'm just sick of this shit ethan page is a talent and they need to do something with him something different than this because this whole thing is stupid um you would think, also, if you're the person in charge of the AFO, if I'm the guy in charge, right, there are there are two matches that I need to be paying attention to. First one, like you said, the opener, where Butcher and Blade are taking on the world fucking champion and also Claudio Castagnoli. Um, if I'm going to send someone to help a match, it might be the one where my guys are facing off against... The world fucking champion. Maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just and maybe. by the way, remember when the firm introduced themselves and, and, and stated what their goals and, and their targets were like 
four weeks ago. Wasn't it Ethan Page was targeting the All-Atlantic Championship, not trying to obtain the contracts of Matt Hardy and Private Party? Yeah. yeah. But Orange right. Cassidy got a title shot and a win? Something like that. Uh-huh. It's stupid, dude. Why are they... Yeah. yeah. What's going... Like I said, this is just a mess, man. The, every week it's getting so much more... I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with this shit. It drives me nuts. Question. Question, guys. What's that? Is there a Snyder cut to this rampage? Um, God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. And what have happened to that fucking weirdo, Jeff? Which one? Uh, the guy that was uh, from reality television, apparently, who suddenly became a wrestler. Oh, uh, Joey Bag of Donuts. Whatever the fuck you The guy who lost a hook. Something like that. No idea. He's a huge star, though. Huge, as Chris would say. Huge. Huge. It just (laughs) popped the rating like crazy. It's like Mm -hmm. Jake Paul showing up. Oof. That pops a rating, though, at least. Some of the Jersey Shore fella from, like, the new Jersey Shore that I didn't know. I don't even know who the fuck he was, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. Speaking of fucking fair, we get 10. Oh, look who's back. It's FTR and Sean Spears. Yes, I said FTR and Sean Spears. The Pinnacle versus Brian Cage. Uh, Kun and Toa Leona. Yes, 10, 10, 10 fucking everywhere because I guess Sean Spears is Ty Dillinger, boys. He's back. Even the AEW remix of this song sounds so gay. I'm just going to say, just quietly. It's like an off-key version of this, if anyone's noticed the song. It's so silly. But anyway, whatever. We get a matchup. Why does Brian Cage and his fucking embassy, which I don't even know why they're the embassy. Chris, do you know what embassy they represent and why are they called the embassy? I mean, the only one I can think of that should be called the embassy and like said in those kinds of hushed the judgment tones day is probably the one where Jamal Khashoggi got murdered. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> other than that, what the fuck are you the embassy of? This is, I mean, one of the one of the problems that I have with like this as like a creative writing exercise even is every single group has a name that makes no sense that connects with nothing that it like and it's all like i said like at least this one's like a semi-normal term to use usually it just looks like tk was reading through dante's inferno and was like what are some dark words i can put together and call it like i I don't know well yeah i I think that prince nana has always called his faction the embassy it's sort of like general skandar akbar the army um, but um, but that's the army, not the embassy. I said, well, maybe they'll work for the kingdom and they'll be spreading goodwill for the kingdom because they seem to work together late, uh, later on in the show. But I mean, a more important criticism. Well, there's two. One, last time we saw, saw Sean Spears, he he was you know laying the whip down, the belt down on on Wardlow, and now they're buddies again. And then another thing is, this is another That's example silly. of AW creating a new faction. By the way, the embassy bought Tully Blanchard Enterprises, so another recruitment contract sold for no reasons apparently. And you create a new faction only to lose, 
and you create a faction of hosses only to lose because we know right now that Ring of Honor basically exists to lose to AEW talent and that's that's their new role. It's like big men are there to lose to little men and Ring of Honor is there to lose to AEW. The end, it's, it's, it's very simple. But you create a new faction to become a bun to become a bunch of losers. I mean, the one reason you bring back Sean Spears is so he can look at the lights like he's used to doing. And by now, it's not Quan; it's it, it's Khan, like Genghis Khan, even though he spells it like Juan with a K. Whatever, who cares? It's um, just more projection. It's and this is another example of projection, right? Tony Khan, the skinny kid from school who, you know, was kind of nerdy and kind of nobody really liked him. I mean, I'm sure there were people there. I'm sure I'm sure he had hangers on, but I'm also sure that you can tell that they're just hangers on when you're growing up. Like if you're if you're a billionaire's son, I think you can get a feel for whether or not people really like you. Obviously, nobody really liked Tony Khan, and obviously, the big strapping, you know, football players weren't weren't cool with him in high school. So here he is. All the big, strong, muscly guys are losers on my show because I need to push people who look like Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy looks like me. Yeah, there it is. Whoop! There it is. Spotter. (laughs) Whoop! There it is. It's true. Uh, anyway, we get a pretty cool win as per usual as FTR and Sean Spears defeat Brian Cage, Kun and Toa Leona. After the main uh-huh. event, or Khan, whatever the fuck, spell it properly then. Uh, to me, I, I just can't like comprehend it. But anyway, after the main event, Maria Canellis appears on stage. The first lady of professional wrestling was joined by Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Remember three called, days yeah. ago when people were saying that the WWE was interested in them? Like, there's no way That's WWE true. is interested in those. We were talking about that. You and I actually were talking about that, funny enough, Jeff. I'm like, no, no. Who? I'm well, Matt Kingdom, David. Essentially. Yeah. Anyway, she, she. we'll get to that in a minute. But she called out FTR for never facing the Kingdom for the Ring of Honor and more bouts, guys. The IWGP tag titles as FTR were open to the challenge. Big whoop. The embassy then attacked the pinnacle. The kingdom then joined in as Warlow and Samoa Joy, Eve, I mean Samoa Joy, did I say that? Samoa Joe, even the odds as the bad guys scattered to safety. And uh, yeah. But I must admit, I didn't expect, uh, what do you call it? I didn't expect the kingdom to make their debut in fucking AEW, Jeff. Did it excite you? Oh yeah, I'm pumped, bro. Can't you tell? I mean, it was so. It was so. Maria Canellis has been given the same promo for seven years now, um, and 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 look at poor Wardlow. Not only is he now stuck in a tag team where he's overshadowed by a, by a star, um, and his his TNT title is meaningless. Now he's in a thing with he's like in, in a ten man tag team match kind of thing now, which you know makes no sense. I mean the TNT title is so it it's it is no more important than Samoa Joe's Ring of Honor TV championship. The Ring of Honor Pure Championship and Ring of Honor World Championship right now are more important than the TNT title. I would dare say the All Atlantic title right now seems more important than absolutely. The TNT the All Atlantic title right now has gone to the de facto number two belt at the moment. In, in recent weeks, 
and the TNT Championship is just so damn. just main evented on Wednesday. Exactly, exactly. The only titles that might feel less important than the TNT title right now is the interim women's championship, which is another travesty. I mean, I was going to say the trio championships too, but I actually think that they're a degree above. Mm, they don't exist right now though, Jeff. Well, they're going to be defended. It's going to be the death triangle uh, against uh, the best friends, I think, this week. Cool. Another title match that was announced just because, along with Tony Storm defending against a former tag team par partner, Sheeta, who is no longer... Remember when WWE, when they dropped names of people and just gave them one name, that people would, like, criticize it? But she's fighting Sheeta, not Hikaru Sheeta, again, just because. Hikaru, who gives a Sheeta? That's good. Who gives a Sheeta? Even though she's a good Sheeta of a wrestler, but still. Um, all right, guys. I mean, any final thoughts on this episode, Chris? man like let the next one be better i don't know like that like tk like i know he's not going to but like he needs to step back a little bit and let somebody else build something for somebody because he's just so fucking busy right now that he doesn't doesn't have any ability to do anything mjf's ring is more important than all of those belts yeah facts. Yeah, yeah but in facts like mjf's pinky not his ring his pinky is more important than the rest of these fucking belts. MJF is the way forward for this company. They really better not screw this up. He needs to be the next world champion. He's the he's the guy who, when you see him on TV, you go, I have to watch this. I need to know what's going on. Everything else is so fucking confused about this company. At least he's the shining light. I agree. Uh, it's the only reason why I look forward to fucking Dynamite every week and Rampage, I guess, even though we never see him on Rampage. But, yeah, right now, if it wasn't for MJF, even Moxley to to an extent, and even, fuck it, I'll say it, even Cowboy Pufta himself, Adam Page, is half interesting lately, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, I couldn't care less right now, you know what I mean? He wears yeah, well, that's it. He's always, you know, building up some sort of controversy one way or the other, whether he means it or not. So it is what it is. Well, Chris, tell them where they can find you, man. You can find me on Twitter. I am at ChrisAms1. You can also find me on Facebook. I am back to being Chris Ams on Facebook, so I am actually findable. Um, but if you're like holding up a wrestling belt or something in your profile picture, I'm not. I'm not accepting your friend request. Don't do that. That's weird. Um, yeah. Other than that, you can find me on the shows on PWC and uh, right here on ChannelAttitude.com. Nice, Jeff. Tell them where they can find you. There's my Twitter. Right there. You can follow me there. I'm, I'm, I'll even accept you with wrestling belts. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just need to get to 500,000. I'm so close. Um, I want to thank everyone this week because some people go to church. Some people meditate. Me ranting about Rampage is my catharsis. It, 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 <laughs> my soul has been cleansed and purified now. Uh, my other wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. New episode dropped this week after we missed a week. Uh, and my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom have been dropping scary episodes all week and uh, dropped an episode yesterday on Nazis and the Occult, so check that out. There's also a recent episode on voodoo um i've got an interview with a witch 
coming up that's going to be dropping on uh, uh, Wednesday. And uh, I've had other episodes with uh, legends, scary legends from uh, South Asia and from Africa on two other episodes as well for, for Spooktober. So check that shit out. Nice, nice. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. You get to hear us and see us talk all things AEW. And please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.pubbing.com. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Chris Sams. He's Dr. Jeff Littman. And you've been listening and watching Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com via Hamid Media Group. See you. Stable, my friends. This shit is crazy, crazy. The, the evil here. genius Green Lantern He took it from crack to rap, now he put out two anthems a year And I just wanna rock for a century And then chase the book with the documentary If you can't do nothing other than flow Life's a bitch like the mother from Blow Let's go, don't make me put your heart in your lap Fuck riding the beat, nigga I parallel park on the track Hop out looking crispy, fresh and new And it's six, but it's a BM and it's Pepsi Blue And I don't know you but I know a man becomes a man from all the shit that he go through Y'all ain't fucking with Jason After I cash in, there's really no justification Of how I'm gonna change the game So don't get out of line Cause this little nine to change your frame My friend. Kiss time's up, the champ is here, it's the remix We're about to make the world get down And I hate cops, but it's a new sheriff in town Let's go, everybody pipe down uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know the game is mine right now Put your mics down yeah. And the truth is that Let's go. Y'all know the black babe roof is back uh, Listen, the game's scary Cause everybody running around wanting to be out Paul, what about Wayne Perry? Thin line between living and being buried Where I'm from is either the yard or the cemetery I don't own a computer, but I download the Ruger The earth's still spinning while the round's going through ya Shorty's bringing the work back uptown on a scooter No security, I just move around with a shooter uh, Pounds of purple, bricks of diesel Late night finishing strong like Mr. C do And the Tommy hole, 85-45's dog So you can go get your people Just make sure you tell them that Y'all never gonna touch the kid, kiss a death. If it's they gon' have to get me at the top. Y'all never gonna touch the kid, gangsta kiss. No love this time. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here.
Mr. Boy came back from break as well. So these cats are on their they're on their game tonight, man. And on the apron, all that weight across the and now yes. Brian Cage, the legal man. Oh, look at Sean Spurs in the hard way. He is a machine. That's unbelievable power. One, two, no. Man, alive. And Sean Spears made his return this past Wednesday night at Dynamite. It was a huge surprise. Now competing here tonight, just miles away from his hometown, St. Catharines, Ontario. What? I mean. How heartbreaking would it be for Spears if the embassy were to prevail here tonight? Well, you gotta put your big boy in Britain's zone and keep on trucking. He's oh, just done. Oh, in midair he caught him. That's a great counter. Quick thinking, great counter, nicely executed. Look at this. But now make the tag. Look at look at that. Say, like, get on over here. Oh, great cutoff by Bishop Khan. Khan putting his body in between Spears and FTR. Nicely done. Exactly what the bishop had to do, but this was not in the plan. And now Spears the up kick. He knocks Khan backwards. And Spears makes the tag to Harwood. Here's come one of the hardest hitters in all of AEW. That's the axe, baby. And Tolio. Oh, the momentum of the big man bit him in the backside. Swing and a miss by Harwood, but the spine buster didn't miss. Watch out, Dax. Yeah, Cash Wheeler was trying to warn Dax Harwood with the deafening chant of FTR. I don't think Harwood could hear it and allowed Cage to capitalize the cover. And oh, Harwood able to kick out. And barely. But he did kick out. Man, physical matchup. Yeah, I, I think. hitting. Love it. Exactly what we anticipated, JR. Tag made to Brian Cage. Con. Lance Harwood, Cage drops the elbow. The level of risk elevating. And Cage, the lateral press, but Spears breaks it up. Yeah, Spears saved the day on that one. Well, the bodies are heaving. And Toliona charged in. Spears sends the big man to the outside, but it's a 300 pounder going over the top rope. But Brian Cage. Drop Sean Spears. When Cage gets in his his mood, his, his groove. He's extraordinary. He certainly is. He was a great get by Prince Nana for the embassy. And now Bishop Khan and Brian Cage. Look at look at Cash. Right there to help his partner, man. That's thinking. Oh, nice double leg. FTR steps through. Oh, yeah. Sharpshooter time. Double sharpshooter. Put it on. The Hitman's here tonight on Rampage. Bring on the Prince! Stereo Sharpshooters and now Prince Nana in the ring! Spears looking to put the Sharpshooter on the Prince! And Triple Sharpshooter, center of the ring! Look at the fans standing! Oh, but wait a second! Whoa! <laughs> this guy blocks out the sun. <laughs> yeah, that is one man you do not want to leave unaccounted for. Total Leona. And he just spiked Dax Harwood. Man, that's just imposing physicality from this 6'4", 300-pound man. And former San Diego State football. Oh! Just ran through the steps, or at least made an attempt to. Yeah, he had Dax Harwood in his sights to Toa Leona. 
but he only found the steps. Spears with a thrust kick. Discus Lariat kicked to the knee by Spears and a low DDT on the outside. Great move, kicking the leg, getting the big man down. Man, we got bodies everywhere, guys. Now Bishop Khan in the ring. Oh, he sits down. He grabs the rope. Oh, the assist. Hold there. Cash Wheeler thankfully spotted it. Cash in the game. Oh, Khan. Maybe got baited in there. Blind tag was made here. And, and another one. Now. Legal man is Sean Spears, I do believe. Sean Spears, he is feeling it. FTR sends Khan and the C4 center of the ring. Spears is going to do it. One, two, three. Over. Winners of this match, the team of Sean Spears and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, FTR. FTR putting the shine on Sean Spears. With a hell of a week in Toronto, too, guys.
Oh, goddamn, I missed you. And uh, to Dax's point, no better place in the world to be. But to Dax's point last night, the reception you guys gave FTR brought a tear to my eye as well, but for different reasons. I had to follow it. But, like they said, boys, well deserved. So, I've been gone for a long time. And there's been some speculation as to why injuries, different plans, none of that's true. I don't know if it's because I'm in Toronto, I don't know if it's because I'm home. I'm a pretty private person, but I feel like I owe you all an explanation. Two months ago, two months ago, I lost my mom. And she would have been front and center like she has been at every other show if he, she was here tonight. But that woman, that woman is a perfect 10 in every way, shape, and form. Blessings came out of that. Number one, we had time to say everything we ever wanted to say to make her feel as loved as she possibly could. Most people don't have that luxury. The second blessing was that on this Mother's Day, she was the very first person to know that I was going to be a father. So the way I see it, there's a guardian angel looking over my soon-to-be beautiful baby boy. So I've been pulled in a bunch of different directions, mentally and emotionally, but I knew that coming home, each and every one of you would show up. God damn, did you ever. From the bottom of my heart, I will never, ever forget this day. And I have you all to thank for that. In this ring stands four men that I greatly admire. 
I admire them all as talents. I admire them all as men. Hey, Dax. And if I can be half the father that you are to Finley, then I'm gonna be okay. I love you, Canada. Thank you for having us. We will be back. Impossible, yes. It's five on three here, guys. Five on three. 
Do the math. That's not a good deal for the guys that got three. And put the Prince in and make it six. Look at Bennett and Davis Haven. The Kingdom. What in the hell is going on now? Uh-oh. There's a solution to your problems. Yeah, War Joe. And they're walking like they want to fight, not talk. Look at Joe's face. That's the face of an animal. And don't forget the TNT champion Wardlow. And now look at this, the embassy, the kingdom. They scatter. What a night we have had here tonight on Rampage.
PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.